Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast, which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. We are continuing our study in the book of Romans. We're in chapter 6, looking at verse 11 from New Living Translation. According to Faith Life Study Bible, this, um, the, the verses 9 and 10, um, when God raised Jesus from the dead, he transformed his earthly body into a glorified human body that is no longer uh, susceptible to death and decay. Christ represents the immortal life that awaits those who have faith in him. And again, I have to uh, think about those religions that believe in reincarnation over and over and over again until they become perfect. But as Christians, we believe that when we die, that uh, those of us who are saved will be transformed and our body will receive a glorified body and will never die again. We'll live eternally in the heavens with God. But let me continue with this little introduction. The power and influence of sin manifested itself in death. And by submitting to death, Christ died to the power and influence of sin. Christ lives outside the realm of sin. Though he submitted to death once, he will never do so again. And same with the Christian. We submit to death once. And after that is the judgment. And we won't see death again. Those who accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. So let's listen to verse 11 of chapter 6. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. And that's Romans 6 verse 11 from the New Living Translation. I'll be back with insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott, and I pray that you are enjoying my podcast. Stitcher listeners, you can listen, like, and follow on Pandora. Five Minutes in the Word is available on your favorite podcast apps, including Amazon Podcast. Apple Music, Spotify, and so many others. Please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. That again was Romans chapter 6 verse 11 read from New Living Translation. Uh, Again, Paul wants us to know that Christ's um, glorified human body, which is no longer susceptible to death and decay represents the immortal life that awaits those who have faith in him and again we don't have to um, have multiple deaths and I had to look it up on uh, chat uh, GPT when I asked about how many the religions that are really um, they have they worship multiple gods and that's uh, polytheistic religions and it gave me a list and of course we remember reading about the ancient Greek and Romans because Paul talks about the gods they served in his in his writing he talked about them serving Apollo and and um, 
and um, Mark, well, he didn't call them by name. He didn't. I know he called, he called Apollo, and it talked about Hinduism and the gods and things that they worship. And then, uh, of course, I taught mythology, and I I loved uh, Norse mythology, and it talked about the gods that. In that ancient time, remember, the Norse, the mythology is ancient religion. So uh, I always, I never thought of it as someone actually worshiping these these things, like Thor and uh, Loki. And then Shinto, I never heard of, but it's a, an indigenous religion of Japan, and it was it and it talked about its um, how it's done. So. As a Christian, this is not what we believe in. We believe that we have one God, and He is the creator of all. He's our He's the creator of everything on the earth, in the earth, under the earth, above the earth. When we don't worship what He's created, we worship the creator. And we uh, He brought salvation to us by the death of His Son, His only beloved Son. Jesus Christ, who died in, earth, uh, in his earthly body and is now at the right hand of the Father in his glorified body. But that's not what I have written down, so let me go ahead and share what I've written down. According to Life Application Study Bible, we, if we have identified with Christ, what is true for him can be true for us. And identification starts in our minds as by an act of mental reckoning, or as this version says, as we consider ourselves to be dead uh, to the power of sin. So it's a reckoning within ourselves. We consider ourselves dead to sin. In other words, just as a dead body cannot respond to temptation or enticements, because that would be strange, except you see that in cartoons and things. But in real life, a dead body cannot respond to uh, temptations or enticements, and neither should we respond once we once we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. That's not to say that we are sinless and have done everything right. We slip, we fall, but then God is there, and the Holy Spirit is there to help us to get up, wipe ourselves off, and start over. So we're able to live for the glory of God through Jesus Christ because we have been given new life, a new lifestyle, and the sure promise of eternal life. And that was from Life Application Study Bible. And then Barnes Notes um, talks about what it kind of breaks down each uh, section in like manner. He says, um, this is an exhortation drawn from the argument in the previous verses. And it shows the design and tendency of the Christian lifestyle. And he said, reckon yourself, judge or esteem yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. So that sin should have no influence or control uh, over you. Any more than objects of this world uh, world have uh, any control over what's dead and in their graves. And again, in cartoons, yes. In real life, no. But we are alive unto God. We are bound to live to promote His glory, to make this the great and only object of our living through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
by means of his death, resurrection, and ascension. The example of Jesus. And that's that's um, at the judgment after the, the at the white throne, the great throne, uh, great white throne judgment. When we stand before God, we will be in our glorified bodies. And we thank God for that. The apostle regards all our uh, disposition to live to God as resulting from the work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we don't have to uh, have a, a long list of gods, each one for some uh, gods with a lowercase g, each one for a different occasion, different need, different purpose. We thank you, Father, that we have one God and we serve the true and living God. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the gift of your Son as um, payment for our sin, payment that we could never afford. But by your love, you made the payment for our sin to make us fit to be uh, in your sight, fit for glory. We thank you for that. We thank you that uh, the scripture says that we can consider ourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to you, God, through Jesus Christ. So we thank you for that. We're again praying for those who are at that point where they're trying to make a decision. Should they still worship uh, all these uh, gods with lowercase g's who have been um, in their lives probably from their childhood until now or trust Jesus as their Lord and Savior trust one God one God who's the answer for every need that we have we thank you Father we praise you Father in our sickness in our times of joy we thank you in our times of plenty and even in our times of lack we thank you because your scripture says count it all joy even when we go through different types of problems and temptations, we still count it joy because you're there with us. Your, your Holy Spirit is our paraclete, walking alongside of us, helping us to hold on until that change comes. So we thank you for that. Praying for those who need you in a special way and thanking you in advance for answered prayers. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.